to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the RunRx Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach, um, we're taking on the topic of the most common questions that come through basically any search engine. And one of the second biggest questions is one, basically, it's our first question we get all the time, is what's the best running shoe for basically a specific condition or type of running? And they bring up things like, neutral versus stability and motion control. And then they talk about like cushioning versus minimalist. Pardon me. And then we talk about trail shoes versus road running shoes. But these are three separate topics. So can you talk about this idea of a neutral versus a stable shoe versus like motion control? Sure. So I know it's funny. I have not been in a regular shoe store in so long. I think most of us probably order online. And I went recently just to one of those big kind of warehouse stores, a sporting goods store. And it was so overwhelming. Like it's amazing how many shoes are out there and, you know, not just, and it's for every sport. So, I mean, you've got all the sports have a shoe, but what's interesting is like, um, with running, just like you just said, you know, the, the idea behind stability or motion, uh, motion control, So part of the challenge with running shoes, well, first and foremost, I'm always going to say this to anyone that asks me, what is the best shoe? And I'm always like the one that you put on and you're immediately so comfortable in. And that's important because you're going to wear the shoe to run in, right? So uh, comfort's a huge part of it. The idea behind the motion control and stability is for so long now um, with running shoes, it's really been about foot strike. And right. so the, the idea behind the shoe, like the marketing behind the shoes is, you know, you can like pound the ground <laughs> and you're going to bounce up and you're going to, you know, you, the, you know, the, the words that they use for the, um, for the marketing is to, you know, I'm going to be running in the clouds and you're going to float and you're going to fly and, you know, right. Like all these kinds of things. And generally what it comes back to is there, it's um, because like stability and motion control, the idea is they're trying to prevent your foot and is what they're saying is they're trying to prevent your foot or control your foot in how it moves. Right. Right. And that's really scary, by the way, guys, because in running, we want to have what's called a, a loose and free ankle. And so really a stabilizing shoe the thought behind it is non-movement. So it's an interesting thing because um, if someone's thinking about, well, I run and I do like say an obstacle race or I do strength training with my running, then they would think that they would need stability because in their mind, they're thinking, well, I want to be able to like do other movements than running. Right. And so then, because people are always thinking that um, running is different than say rope climbing or, or I don't know, jumping around. Right. So, right. so then they think, well, I need this, this other specific shoe. Um, and my thing I tell people is to be really careful because running 
you should be able to move in any direction. I mean, ideally, you should be able to run forward. You should be able to run backwards. You should be able to run sideways. So you want to make sure you've got a shoe that allows you to move like your foot needs to move for running. That's really important. And so for a long time, people were, they would go to the running shoe store, for example, and they might get a gait analysis and the uh, person would tell them they pronate or they soup. Yeah. So then they would say, here's a shoe that will prevent that. And it's a motion control shoe to prevent you from supinating. Well, the reality is how can the shoe really do that? You know, if you think about it, right. A lot of times they might just have extra cushion or padding or support in that area where they think you're hitting more. So that's, and by the way, that's kind of where the padding and the heel started from. Is a lot of distance runners, when they were looking at distance runners, appear to have a a reach or a heel strike. So they thought, well, if we put a cushion in the heel, then when they hit their heel, it won't hurt. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and one of the things you kind of showed me is, especially with the Runner X, uh, the way we teach it, is ideally I'm on one foot first, the shortest period of time before I'm on the other foot, right? And my my ankle needs to be strong enough to sort of absorb the the my body weight as it as it connects to the ground. And I'm trying to say that lightly because I don't like words like impact or strike or stuff like that. But if my ankle doesn't have give, if I try to make my ankle like really tight as I jump I'm going to hurt my ankle. (laughs) So you kind of made me realize that the supinating and the pronating are actually kind of natural and you should sort of let your body do what it's supposed to do. Am I describing that correctly? Well, yes. And the the challenge is, is that supination and pronation guys, that just means a rotation of the ankle. So like some people land on the outside of their foot, some people land on the inside of the foot. What we want to avoid is really any extra range in front of you. And what happens though, is that in the air, the foot moves, the ankle moves, it's moving and it should pronate and supinate. That's just fine. And even having the appearance of heel strike, fine. It doesn't really matter. What happens is what you want is when your foot is on the ground, you want it to be neutral on the ground. So exactly like what you said, so it can hold your body weight. And on the ground, we want to be really on the vertical line. And so what happens is, is this is what's the coolest thing. And we'll just deviate from shoes for just a second. But in any shoe you wear, if you focus on the correct movement of pulling your foot, which is really what we teach, the lifted foot will land how it's supposed to, when it's supposed to, and where it's supposed to. That's the, the really the best part. And so what's a challenge with shoes is a lot of times you're getting sold on the other side of the running, the side we don't want you to focus on. Like you just said, I don't want to talk about foot strike and impact and landing. Well, that's what the shoes sell you, right? right. That's kind of what's the, the backwards perception of shoes is they've been working really hard to help the runner uh, absorb less. I mean, feel less impact in a hundred percent, but the way they've done it is go ahead and hit the ground really hard. And we'll just give you a cushion. Right. And we're saying we don't have to hit the ground really hard. 
And then it goes into, then we can go really the other way. And the the answer isn't that the shoe needs no cushion. So there's also like that barefoot shoe, which if you like barefoot shoes, then wear them and enjoy them or just being barefoot. We have people in our running group that love running in sandals and love running barefoot. And we have people that are like, there's no way I could do that. And I can't even be around my house, like without (laughs) socks. I'm crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So that's where, you know, that's where variety is the spice of life. And I say comfort. So some people do need a little bit of cushion just to be comfortable. Our main thing is like with shoes is we like a shoe that gives you enough protection from the ground that you don't have to worry about the ground. Right. However, not so much cushion that you have no connection with the ground. And that's that balance point, you know, honestly. So with shoes, you want to be free to move. So I don't want to have a shoe that controls my movement. Uh, I want to have a shoe that allows me to move. And then you want to have a shoe that's, like I said, that's comfort. So we're really good about um, recommending to our clients a variety of different of different styles for that reason. Right. Yeah. And, but we do recommend and encourage people to try to go as minimalist as their foot will allow is kind of how we go because yeah. your foot is so, is so good on its own, but absolutely guys, just so you know, we're not like, this is it. This is the shoe. Yeah. We, we don't usually to... even recommend a brand really. We've got a couple that we talk about in the group, but we, we're not a brand ambassador. Um, Mostly because Nike right. hasn't offered us millions of dollars, guys. I'm sure we could figure <laughs> something out. But um, just kidding. Uh, my point is just that uh, basically because I don't believe there isn't one shoe. Like you have your certain uh, shoe that you like. I have a shoe that I like. Um, we have other, you know, people within our membership that have similar brands to yours. Or there was a brand that you didn't really like at all, but we've got like five members that love it, you know. So it yeah. just depends on your foot, guys. And there that brings up that other. Sure you had said, sorry, real quick, but you had said trail versus road. And definitely. Right. I was just about to talk about that. What's, what I yeah. think is so funny. And before you talk about the shoes themselves, can you talk real quick about the fact that people, <laughs> this was one of the first things we talked about when we were uh, business partners coming up with marketing. And I loved it because I was saying stuff like, are you a trail runner? Are you a road runner? You know, and you went, I'm a runner. Doesn't matter if I'm running on a trail or I'm running on a road, or I'm running on sand, I'm still post fall pull, right? And the, the, the movement of running is still the same. So can you talk about that with regards to the shoes? If I'm, if there's no such thing as quote unquote trail running versus road running, is there a difference in the shoe? Oh yes. And there okay. is, a dip, by the way, guys, just so you know, my, my point was that running is running and you can run on trails you can run on roads, you can run on treadmills. So it's still running, you know, but right. some people definitely do uh, identify with liking to run more in one place than the other. Um, and yet, but for it's sure, not a different style of runner, running. Like you don't do a different gait when you're running a, right. on a treadmill versus running on the road. It's not a different type of running. It's not like breath, correct, breath stroke correct, versus correct, backstroke. <laughs> correct. Yes. Correct. Yes, you are right. You're going to pull whatever running you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 100%. Yes. Um, but yes, absolutely. If you're running on rocks and mountains and sand and mud, you need shoes that can handle that. And there's no way around it. 
on that, there's no, there's no way around it. You got to have a shoe that can handle the terrain you're running on. And again, you may need a rock plate, for example, if you're running on areas that have really um, intense amount of rocks. So that, that you want to research before you just head out on your local trail for sure. Uh, but for road running uh, or treadmill running on just on surfaces that are, you know, again, road or, or treadmill, then that's where we really are talking about more just wearing the more minimalist, uh, just enough cushion to be comfortable and give you a nice rebound effect in your run without feeling like you're running on marshmallows. So now to, to kind of put it all together, um, we talk, you and I talk about the fact that a lot of like me, especially I've like really wide toe box. Um, I've talked to our, our members before too, that like your, your feet aren't exactly the same. Like my left foot is much wider than my right foot. Um, should I, should, how should my feet feel in there? Should they, should we've talked about toes being able to wiggle and scrunch. Yes. How important is that? Can you talk about that toe box and how, yes. how, how important that is? You should be able to splay and wiggle your toes when you put the shoe on. I always say, well, you should feel like you're still barefoot. If you feel constricted in the shoe, it's not, it's not a good idea to run in it. Uh, A lot of, now, every shoe is different. So you really do need to try them on. And that's important. And, you know, like we can get into, like, I don't wear socks. Some people love wearing socks. So if you are a sock wearer, then try your shoes on with your socks. <laughs> right, you really right. Need, you need to be able to, you know, and you don't want to slide around in the shoe, right? So right. put the shoe on, tie it on. And while you're wearing the shoe, you should still be able to wiggle your toes. That is really important. With that, and so that's that's what I do. I mean, whatever shoe I'm trying on, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie it, you know, fully tie it first, and then stand there and make sure two things. One, I can fully wiggle my toes. And second, um, if you run in place, you shouldn't feel like you're going to, that your foot slides around. You should feel very much my shoe is on. So one, uh, and I know I said that was the last point, but this brought it up when you talked about socks and stuff. And I know we could probably do a whole, whole uh, podcast on socks, but I wanted to ask a quick question because this has come up in the past with some of our runners that maybe they're doing pretty good. They're running on a plan. They're starting to maybe go for a race or they're starting to increase their mileage or they're starting to do different types of runs, maybe uh, more intervals and things like that. And suddenly they complain about blisters. What, what is that within the shoe? Can you talk about the shoe and blisters and like, yeah. at what point is it the shoe is, what point is it the sock? And at one point, point is that you're not, you're not, you need to change shoes or something. Is there something about that that, that you should be aware sure. of? Well, if you're, if, well, obviously guys, if you get a blister every time you wear the same shoe, you know, it's the shoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you, switch <laughs> shoes, if you switch shoes and then you're still getting the blister, it's you. Um, right. Th- the way I think the way I, you know, one is if there's like a weird stitching uh, can cause a blister. Uh, same thing with socks. If your socks get wet and bunch up, you know, there can be an issue. But in general, blisters come from chafing, right? So that means yeah. that something's rubbing that shouldn't. If you're, and this is where, this goes back to, this is important, pulling in place. You know, we teach people to run a lot of it in place to feel the movement of running. And if that foot is going forward or back, which is usually what causes friction to cause a blister, 
then that's a real uh, tell that you need to pull. <laughs> so for yeah. a lot of our runners that get, you know, blisters, we talk, especially downhill, we hear this a lot, trail running or downhill running. Um, that can usually be from, unfortunately, the foot coming out in front, you know, and it slides in the shoe. So, mm-hmm. of course, I, I give people drills to do for that. But in general, there, you shouldn't get blisters, right? Now, unfortunately, right. just like I said, if you're out there running and you're, especially people know this, that do trail running, bring, you bring different change of shoes, you bring change of socks even. Because if you're out there running and it gets really wet and your shoes get really wet or your socks get really wet, unfortunately, they lose integrity. And that can make them, you know, stretch a little bit, which then they can be sliding a little. But if you're yeah. really just running well and you don't have the weathering issues, uh, you really should not get blisters, guys. If you're, uh, And that's why every once in a while when you run, make sure you can wiggle your toes and make sure that you can um, feel that, that your foot is actually very relaxed and comfortable inside the shoe. Okay, so guys, if you have any questions um, outside of these questions that I've been looking up, uh, go ahead and email us at support at runnerx.fit. That's support at runrx.fit. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.